Today's goddess is a famous Russian Slavic winter goddess linked with darkness, decay, and death. This frightening deity requires a position of respect. She is Baba Yaga. Hello, goddesses! Welcome to episode number 41 of Goddess Chat with Leos. We are your hostesses. <laughs> I am Gigi, and this is the amazing, magnificent, talented, beautiful, vivacious, exuberant, hysterical Nicole. I am learning to accept compliments. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> and ditto <laughs> to you. <laughs> Join us as we drink some tea or I'm drinking coffee or spirits and enjoy or explore the meanings, legends, and powers of this episode's goddess. And if you love the show, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your chosen listening service. You can also find us on Instagram at goddesschatleos, or you can email us at goddesschat at yahoo.com. And of course, the best way to show your support for the show is to rate and review. And also, we love that priceless word of mouth. All right, goddesses, grab your drinks. Let's chat. Let's do this. So tea time, I have coffee. I got nothing. I've just got some passion tea. <laughs> it's It's got some hibiscus. And some it's, it's tasty, you know? You I got some passion tea. Yeah, I didn't want any uh, caffeine. I've already had two cups of coffee. So. <laughs> You're basically tweaking. You're like, mm. I need to, to not do this. I could be. I could be, but I don't feel like I am. Okay, that's good. I think I'm balancing out. I, it's, you know, the beginning of my, my lady cycle of release <laughs> so um yeah I think that coffee was needed that is how it said now lady cycle of release yeah I gotta just I like release that. yeah <laughs> let the day flow mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how flow it. can you go no, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god well in this episode today we have an amazing interview with uh Juliette Kurth and she is a what do they call that for pottery? A potteryist? I'm making up um, a word. She does ceramics. Yeah, she does clay making, ceramics. Clay, yeah, clay making erist. She's a potter. She's a potter. Yes, I, I believe it. it's a potter. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, she's an artist. That's she's what it is. Artist, I mean, yes. she's just amazing. Yes, and she does tarot and she makes tarot cards. Like she does it all. But um, so mm -hmm. we'll be talking to her a bit later about her adventures. And we have our anniversary coming up. Juliet is actually one of our lovely sponsors for our big giveaway we're doing for Inbulk. So make oh. sure to stay tuned. So that yeah. you can enter and possibly get a piece from her. Yes, we're going to have, we have her, we have Selkie's Cottage, we have Coven, that's in Cleveland. We have, um, I'm forgetting, oh, Medicinal Melange. Um, there's so many things. I think Nicole yes. Creations may even throw in something there. I don't there. know, we'll see. I mean, I was going to possibly reach out to a couple more people. Like, there might be another little surprise little thing in there. We'll see. But yes, we're just kind of gathering right now gathering our little bits and pieces so you know don't know what will be in there but it's going to be a great giveaway that we're going to start promoting very shortly we are foraging for it so the uh, yes. contest is going to be uh february 2nd of 2022 two, two. Two, 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 two. 
We like it. <laughs> so we're super excited and working really hard on it and just want to kind of give back for you all listening. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, this one's mine and it's Baba Yaga and she is mm-hmm. whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh. And um, I didn't put it in the show notes, but um, it's like she's kind of like the villain in The Witcher this season. And, oh. and you know, I love him. Oh, I know. I do, too. I'm going to drag and breathe into the mic thinking about him. He's like, Henry. <laughs> he's just like his legs. He's just muscly. He's, yes, he is. Yes. And he's a nerd, oh, so he's funny, too. Oh. I know. He, like, on the set will correct them when they're not following the Witcher properly. He's like, that's not how it's done in the book or in the game. Like, no, Sorry, this is Chris. Crispy. Sorry. Him. No, Chris, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's my one. He goes, you know what? I would... You would have to. If he came around and wanted you, yes, do it. <laughs> it's your one pass. Yes. Your, your celebrity pass. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right, Mama Cita, are you ready? Let's talk about today's goddess. Yes, let's do this. Our sources for today's goddess are www.worldhistory.org. We've also got the W's and newworldencyclopedia.org, Britannica.com, and goddessschool.com. We also have the book, Your Goddess Year, which is a week-by-week guide to invoking the divine feminine by Sky Alexander. We also have Women Who Run With the Wolves by Clarissa Pincola Estes. Um, We have Goddess 365, a daily guide to the magic and inspiration of the goddess by Patricia Telesco. We also have Baba Yaga, the wild witch of the East in Russian fairy tales. Introduction translations by Sibelian Forrester. And we also have an Oracle card. And it was from the Goddess Oracle deck by Amy Sophia Marashinsky. Her name is Baba Yaga. That's what it looks like when it's spelt out phonetically um or i mean you know how you're supposed to say it um but yes baba yaga or baba yaga yaga (laughs) (laughs) baba yaga um her name is often (laughs) understood to mean grandmother witch and the world word baba is known as the last grain of the harvest so there's no universal agreement on the meaning of yaga in old russian the word Baba could refer to a midwife, a sorceress, or a fortune teller. And the standard modern Russian word for grandmother is babushka, and that is derived from it. So Baba in modern Russian is also a pejorative term for a woman. Baba Yaga's name is well known throughout Russia. And like the word witch, Yaga was used by villagers in it as an unflattering designation for an old, quarrelsome, and ugly woman. So, (laughs) I know some women like that. Yes. (laughs) And um, her appearance, she's actually depicted as an old, nasty hag of a woman. So, from the Russian tale, the Vasilisa, Vasilisa, which is retold in the book of Women Who Run the Wolves by Clarissa Pincola Estes, Baba Yaga is described this way. 
and the cauldron flew through the sky with Baba Yaga's own greasy hair flying behind. Her long chin curved up as her long nose curved down, and they met in the middle. She had tiny little white goatee and warts on her skin from her trade in the toads, and her brown stained fingernails were thick and rigid like roots, and so curled over so that she could not make a fist. So that's quite an appearance. Pretty gnarly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would not want to meet her. No, she's pretty no. bad. So some legends and mythologies recognized within the Slavic and Russian culture, the goddess Baba Yaga, who appears in folklore and fairy tales as a frightening, as Gigi said, character linked with death. She is first mentioned in a book on Russian grammar in 1755, but it is thought to have existed or but it is thought to have existed in the oral tradition of Slavic folktales much earlier. Although she is usually the villain of any piece she appears in, she can also offer assistance and is understood as more of a trickster character who encourages transformation than the stereotypical character of an evil witch. So little Loki vibes. I just vibes. keep visualizing the witch in Snow White with the poison apple. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which she's actually one of my favorite, the, the wicked stepmother witchy mm -hmm. lady. She's so badass. Yes. And Cinderella's mm -hmm. stepmom. I just something with oh, her yeah. and that cat. Love it. Oh, yeah. Baba Yaga is probably best known from the story Vasilisa the Beautiful, in which she inadvertently frees the heroine from the tyranny of her stepmother and stepsisters but also figures in in other famous tales such as The Frog Princess and Baba Yaga and the Kind-Hearted Girl, in which she is cast in similar roles. A number of her tales follow the paradigm... Paradigm? Paradigm. paradigm. Thank you. That was actually yes, a good I restaurant I went to once. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's so funny because there's certain words like how I kept doing, like wanting to say succumbus yes. instead of succubus. Um, it's like a, when you see the word epitome... It looks like you want to say epitome, you know, like there's like certain <laughs> words, like the way they're spelt, you don't want to say it when you read it. You're like, why can't my brain register this? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I know what the word is, but yes. So the tale is called the parad <laughs> paradigm of the Cinderella story where she plays the part of the fairy godmother, but with a decidedly sinister twist. <laughs> Her home is, in the deep forest symbolizes the secret place where shamanic wisdom and hidden truths lie, waiting for us to bravely seek them out, as well as the isolation of winter when we metaphorically look within and face our fears of death. Kind of like the gingerbread house in Hansel and Gretel. Oh, Hansel and Gretel. <laughs> Hansel. <laughs> Man, I would have been Gretel. I would have been like eaten because of all the candy. I would have been like, oh, yes. look, there's some candy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Her forest represents the unknown, the hidden parts of your psyche, and what Buddhist nun Pima Kodron calls the place that scares you. That's so true. Yeah. Folklore says Baba Yaga was a guardian of the fountains of the water of life and lived with her two older sisters and three mounted horsemen who accompanied her and did her bidding. Swarms of shrieking spirits also followed her on her journeys, whipping up ferocious winds. So according to some stories, she lives in a hut perched on huge chicken legs that can actually turn about and relocate on command. Ooh. 
This hut is surrounded by a fence made of bones and skulls. And if you watch The Witcher, they would stand there and just go, hut, hut, hut. And then the hut would stand up and turn around and face you. It was really badass. It also makes me think of um, the Blair Witch Project when the house just disappears and reappears whenever you have those little stick figures and stones like built around it. (laughs) Now, I can't remember if I put more about it, but the three mounted horsemen, they represent uh, morning, I think evening and and the darkness or something. So they're all Um, uh, colored. One is white. One is all black. One is all red. So. Oh, okay. Um, let's see. She usually leaves her hut in the morning, returning, yes, returning in the evening and commands a flock of black geese that circle the skies looking for children, which is her favorite snack. Mm. I prefer brownies, but whatever. Hey, I mean, that chubby little Hansel and Gretel, you know, that finger. measure. (laughs) It's good, right? Exactly. So, in the story Baba Yaga's Black Geese, two disobedient children, Olga and Sergei, they're cute, Olga and Sergei, (laughs) sneak out of their house while their mother is at the market. After she warns them not to go out while the geese are flying. And Sergei is snapped up and brought back to Baba Yaga's hut for her dinner. Olga is about to save her brother through the use of magical items, and the two learn their lesson about not listening to their mother. Does James need to get snatched up by James needs to go so that he can hang out with or Baba flying Yaga. monkeys or something? Because he needs to start listening. No, <laughs> he, uh, he, he needs to open the door and leave today. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? He's Ooh. just he is very just doesn't want to listen. He's three. He's gonna push mm-hmm. you, and then when he's 15, oh yes, he's gonna push you. So yes. With yeah. a, but when he pushes me at that age, he'll be more explicit. Um, <laughs> right, right now, when he's angry, he's like, you're not my friend. I don't want you. So, yeah. He, he might be that <laughs> quiet when he's 15 and just go, I don't want you. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. goodness. So in this story, as in many others, Baba Yaga is a powerful witch who feeds on children. But according to scholar Andreas Johns, in his comprehensive book on the subject, she may have originally been a Slavic goddess and earth mother. John cites the scholar, oof, Mikhail, it looks like Kalkov. I thought it's a Macaulay Culkin. I'm not It kind of looks like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who notes the Russian version of Macaulay Culkin? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Who notes significant similarities between Baba Yaga and an early goddess of death known as Iagaya, right? Iagaya? Yeah. Iagaya Baba. The Slavs of venerated. Why am I like 12 years old talking? I'm like venerated. Hey, I did the same thing last week. We just <laughs> apparently we're giving each other some uh jumble mouths i don't know what's going on my goodness um the the slavs venerated the underworld goddess by this name representing her as a frightening figure seated in an iron mortar 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 (laughs) (laughs) at least i'm laughing about it not stressing what is it uh mordor Mordor. and lord of the rings yes 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 in an iron mortar with an iron pester, pester. 
with an iron mortar, mortar and pestle, okay? With yes. an iron <laughs> pestle in her hands. They made blood sacrifice to her, thinking that she fed it to the two granddaughters attributed to her and that she delighted in the shedding of blood herself. So oh, that goddess. Fun. Mm-hmm. Pretty hey, I'm shedding some blood right now, too. Hey. Uh, <laughs> Kulkov's mention of the granddaughters of Igaya Baba's reflects another similarity between the goddess and the later witch in that Baba Yaga is sometimes depicted as having two daughters or the two sisters. Some scholars, in fact, refer to the figure in the plural as Baba Yaga's all essentially the same entity. So mm. they're saying that her two sisters are all her. So that kind of goes with the the triple goddess, the maiden mother. Yes, Cro- like Celine and um, mm-hmm. and Hecate and stuff, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Other scholars believe she was the personification of nature, which can be cruel or kind in turn, and as a storm cloud or storm. While others have claimed she personifies a plow, which breaks, injures the earth to enable the planting, fertilization, and growth of crops. It's kind of interesting. John cites the scholar Matthew Guthrie, who seems to reject the plow interpretation in favor of the goddess of death theory, claiming Baba Yaga is the Slavic version of the Greek goddess Persephone. Mm, Interesting. So it all kind of comes around in full circle. Yes. In legend, she originates with the devil, according to scholar Vasily. Thank you. Vasily Levinci. Levinsky. Levinci. Levshin. Levshin. Thank you. (laughs) I'm just adding adding a lot at the end of it. As cited by Johns, so wishing to concoct the most perfect essence of evil, the devil cooked 12 nasty women together in a cauldron. Nasty women. I know. It reminds me of you know who. Uh (laughs) To capture the essence, he gathered the steam in his mouth and then spat into the cauldron without thinking. Out of this mixture came Baba Yaga, the most perfect evil. (laughs) She is usually represented along these lines. So no matter what good may come of her actions. And so she can be argued that whatever may have inspired the figure is irrelevant as she became known as the personification of evil. She can't win, Mm. you know. Although she kidnaps and eats children and seems to Although, you know, I know. She just is called evil for no reason. But it's just a a small little blip in her record. Okay. (laughs) So she seems to go hunting for them throughout the day for her evening meal. Baba Yaga also serves as a catalyst for change. There are a number of tales in which she acts as an agent of transformation, helping the heroine or hero uh, towards self-actualization. Yeah, I know. It's there. I want to say it. I want to do it. I have a thing with the word actually because people Mm -hmm. say actually, and I think they're saying Ashley, which is my <laughs> my legal name. Yeah. So I'm like, no, that's not it's not actually. It's actually. actually. So like actualization. Enunciate. <laughs> Let me start that one over. There are All a number right. of tales in which she acts as an agent of transformation, helping the heroine or hero towards self-actualization. 
and the <laughs> did you like that that was my california i like it i like it <laughs> and the completion of a quest so in these tales and even in the others where she is depicted as a villain baba yaga epitomizes the mythological trickster archetype oh wow we really were trying to test you with those words right? there that's uh, like, like right what i said <laughs> epitome or epitome <laughs> epitomizes <laughs> did you notice i was like i'm gonna go slow and you got this nicole or archetype <laughs> oh, okay. so she uses a unique form of transportation to get around the forest as we said before a mortar and pestle in which not a, a mortar not a motor and pesto <laughs> in which she grinds herbal medicines and the bones of her enemies. That's like a I song. like that. I like that. Grinding herbs and the bones of my enemy. <laughs> the mortar and pestle in which she rides identifies her as a healer. Her ferocity, fer- what? Ferocity. Ferocity. Ferocity, thank you. Her veracity symbolizes all that is wild and primal in nature. Old myths call her mother time, and she knew the secrets of the other side. So like many winter goddesses, she represents the necessity of death and the destruction before rebirth can occur. We see this idea in a Slavic folk belief that a woman who ate the last grain from the harvest, known as the baba, would give birth when springtime came. So don't eat that last grain. Don't Mm -hmm. do it. It is said her time of death was autumn, for she was the life force present in the harvested grain, which I kind of think is cool. Baba Yaga can also be a source of guidance when approached correctly. When Baba Yaga is approached without good preparation, sincerity, and due respect, she is dangerous. So when too many questions or the wrong questions are asked, she is also super dangerous. Mm Mm-hmm. Only by maintaining choose wisely. Choose wisely. Only by maintaining pure heart and faith, proper respect for her as one's elder, and loving care of her creatures can the encounter be successful. I think that kind of goes for everyone. Yes, definitely. So her most famous tale is Vasilisa the Beautiful. This is one of my favorite stories. I absolutely love it. So Baba Yaga as trickster is most clearly defined in the most famous of her tales, Vasilisa the Beautiful. Vasilisa lives happily with her mother and father until she is eight years old when her mother falls ill and calls her to her deathbed. Giving her a magical doll to help her through her life, she must always keep the doll with her, a secret from everyone else, and offer it food and drink whenever she faces some challenges in order to receive help. After her mother's death, her father marries a woman with two daughters who is envious of Vasilisa's beauty and abuses her, giving her harsh tasks, which her father can do nothing about since he is away on business trips. Vasilisa is only able to accomplish these tasks through the help of her doll. Once Vasilisa and her stepsisters reach the age of marriage, the stepmother refuses all of Vasilisa's suitors, telling them she cannot be married until her older sisters find husbands. In hopes of getting rid of Vasilisa, her stepmother keeps sending her into the woods on errands. Nasty tricks. Mm -hmm. Now deep in the forest was a green lawn on which stood a miserable little hut on chicken legs. In her house lived, or in this house lived, Baba Yaga, an old witch grandmother. None dare go near the hut because Baba Yaga ate 
people. That's pretty intense. Vasilisa's stepmother kept sending her into the forest in hopes that she would meet the witch and be consumed. Mm. However, the little doll showed her where the bushes, flowers, and berries grew and did not let her go near the hut on chicken legs. Each time Vasilisa returned safe and sound and her stepmother hated her more and more. The evil stepmother. Yeah. So finally, Vasilisa is sent directly to Baba Yaga's hut to ask for fire. She sees three riders on horseback dash past, white, red, and black, who bring twilight, sunrise, and night, respectively, and arrives at Baba Yaga's hut just before darkness falls. Surrounding the hut was a wall of human bones topped with skulls. The gate in the wall had hinges made from the bones of human feet ugh, and locks of jawbones set with sharp teeth. <laughs> Is anyone like realizing the carpentry of Baba Yaga? That's kind of cool. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Vasilisa froze in horror at the sight. Suddenly, the woods were filled with a terrible noise. Trees groaning, their branches creaking and leaves rustling. Baba Yaga came flying from the forest. She rode in a large iron mortar and drove it with the pestle. As she came, she swept along and away her tail trail behind her with a kitchen broom. Mm. Baba Yaga demands to know why the girl is there and agrees to give her fire in return for work. She assigns Vasilisa impossible task, which she is able to accomplish with her doll's help. Vasilisa remains with the witch for some time as her servant and becomes uh, curious about the number of things, but warned by Baba Yaga that not every question leads to good. Oof, that's true. Even as she allows her to ask what she will. Vasilisa understands the implied threat and only asks about the riders, seemingly enraging Baba Yaga, who demands to know why she will not ask more. Mm. Vasilisa, right? Vasilisa responds that she is only doing as Baba Yaga suggests and then infuriates the witch further when she is asked how she was able to perform all the tasks. She replies carefully that her mother's blessings enabled her and Baba Yaga rejects anything blessed, tells her to leave. Ooh. Ooh. Pissed her off. Baba Yaga sends her home with a skull containing the fire she was sent to fetch. And once it is brought into the house, it burns the evil stepmother and stepsisters to ashes. Oh, dang. Retribution. <laughs> I don't know why I said that one. Afterwards, Vasilisa and her doll leave the, the home. She becomes a seamstress and, with the doll's help, impresses the king so deeply that he falls in love with her. And they are married, living happily ever after. Okay, Queen Vasilisa. Mm -hmm. So that's one of mine. And um, if you read uh, Women Who Run With Wolves, uh, she has another slightly different version of this, but it's all pretty much the same. And it's just, there's a little bit more interaction with Baba Yaga in that story. In the story of Baba Yaga and the kind-hearted little girl, a young girl and her widower father enjoy their days together until he remarries. And the stepmother ends their times together and abuses the child without the father knowing. As in the Vasilisa tale, the stepmother sends the girl into the woods, hoping that she'll be killed by Baba Yaga. But as she goes, she shows kindness to various elements in the forest, which end up helping her escape once she reaches the hut where Baba Yaga tries to make her into a meal. Ooh. 
Once she returns home and is forced by her father to explain where she has been, the stepmother is kicked out of the house, and the father and daughter return to their former life together. This tale, like the others mentioned, casts Baba Yaga as the catalyst for change, and although traditionally depicted as a figure associated with darkness, evil, cannibalism, and death, Baba Yaga is essentially a transformative agent. Her rejection of societal norms frees her to act unconsciously on her desires, and as she does, she changes the lives of those who enter her sphere of influence. So if one accepts Carl Jung's suggestion of the trickster as an embodiment of one's shadow, Baba Yaga represents those qualities and rejects in oneself, including selfishness, violence, spite, covetousness, 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 right? Covet. Covetness. Covetness. Don't Yes, do not covet. Which can be neutralized once acknowledged by the better aspects of one's nature, such as kindness, consideration, gratitude, and helpfulness, all of which are usually epitomized in the central character of the tale. At the same time, her rejection of that, of what is accepted or acceptable, allows for others to do the same, and so open themselves to the possibility of change and growth. In present day, this aspect of her character has come to be emphasized far more than previously. She is clearly associated with the character of Katun, which symbolizes transformation and transition in the popular Netflix show, The OA. Oh, I loved that show. If you never watched it, oh, you got to watch it. Okay. Um, and referenced incorrectly in the 2014 feature film of John Wick starring Keanu Reeves. In okay, both, there are her- so many blogs about how wrong they got her in that in john wick. i didn't I watch remember. john wick yet, yeah so i don't know but the Me oa either. is really really <laughs> an intense movie or show and i'm sad that they're not continuing it i think they only did like two seasons of it um so in both her strength and power are emphasized by her traditional depiction as a predator the popular 2017 book ask baba yaga otherworldly advice for everyday troubles by Taisia Kitaiskala has encouraged the understanding (laughs) of the Slavic witch as a source of inspiration in understanding the importance of leaving one's comfort zone and recognizing one's shadow in order to experience any kind of personal transformation. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for taking that over. My tongue was tang. Okay, so some ways to connect with the goddess. Baba Yaga shows you how to confront the dark places inside you without flinching. If you're struggling with inner demons, she'll give you the courage to stand up to your fears and to identify the obstacles that are interfering with your process or progress. During times of isolation or loneliness, Baba Yaga teaches the value of solitude in your search for wisdom. If you're experiencing a death, symbolic or physical, she'll guide you through the transition and share with you the secrets of life, death, and rebirth. You can also call upon this fearless and formidable goddess to to provide protection in every area of your life. You can take a walk in the woods and sense the power and mystery that exists there. Embrace the ancient wisdom of the old trees. Well, everybody... Now we'd like to introduce the lovely Juliet Kurth 
to this uh, lovely Baba Yaga episode. Thank She's you. come to chat with us a little bit about her amazing art and tarot reading and energy and all this kind of stuff. So let's chat. Hello, ladies. <laughs> Hi, Julia. Thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I am a huge fan of your ceramics, and that's how I found you um, through our, I guess, mutual kind of witchy friend, uh, Xanthia yes. Pink. You were doing Witch Walk Together, which um, what witch witch was in Santa Ana, <laughs> California. Yes. And I fell in love with your goddess mug, which I'm drinking out of right now. And we need to get mug. one for Gigi. Mm-hmm. I- don't worry. She's she's on my list. <laughs> Yay! Special order. Do you, <laughs> do you know that I don't let anyone touch that mug? I have to wash it, and I put it in a special place in the cupboard. I go, if this mug breaks, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> I will okay. cut you. <laughs> you know what? Cut you. Yeah, that's actually really smart, though, too, because since it's meant to be something that you use your that it works with your energy and your purpose and intention, you know, keeping you you being the only one who touches it as much as possible just means it's going to resonate that much more with you. So it's kind of cool that it's a mug and a tool all at the same time, you know? Yes, absolutely. And I love it. And I use it during all of our podcasts. So it's my favorite mug. So you are so talented. (laughs) Thank you. So you were telling us that you you had started your journey um, along the pagan path and and goddesses uh, some time ago. And your anniversary is coming up. So congratulations on that. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, it was... um, It's kind of funny. I I started much younger and... um, at the time, it was because I was trying to work on uh, um, getting a relationship that wasn't working back together. But that relationship, ultimately, um, it was very clear just before I dedicated myself that that relationship was ultimately to lead me to here and mm. not to last. So, but and yeah, we have um, those relationships as we're learning relationships in life. And I'm glad that it led you on a path that has been a longer relationship in your life (laughs) much much longer (laughs) years now it'll be well let me see oh no so 20 27 years (laughs) wow that's amazing 27 years I just realized I was 24 not 25 when it happened so yeah (laughs) 27 years um, so that's actually that's good. good, right? That's uh, yes. uh, three. Uh, that's th- uh, three times three times three, which is a nice, auspicious number. So. Amazing, <laughs> amazing. And you said you dedicated yourself to the Morgan, correct? Well, not at the time, actually. Um, I just dedicated myself to the path, and I knew I was going to work with Gaia. Um, mm-hmm. I definitely work with Gaia Earth Energy. I mean, I do ceramics, so mm-hmm. I play around with mud. Um, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and um, plants, and I'm a green witch, and that's why so much of my work too has a, um, is inspired a lot by plants. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes. I knew I was going to be doing that, but um, I wasn't so certain I was going to um, actually have a god or a goddess, a specific one. A lot of times they actually choose you. Oh, okay. And she chose me about eight years ago. 
and um then uh my my god which is um uh amun um he chose me a few years after that so surprisingly it took a long time for her to find me or to show herself so mm-hmm. yeah so then you goddess. probably judge us a lot when we try to pronounce celtic words um. oh <laughs> no no do you know how i do that i go let me tap this word up in google and hear pronunciation and then try to copy that no i don't know i mean those were those letters do not make sense to the sounds that you make thank you you make my heart happy <laughs> now i don't feel as bad i mean i we, we've had um we were just um we, we have you as well as the Selkie's Cottage uh, as sponsors for our lovely Imbolc um, uh, giveaway one, year one anniversary. anniversary coming up. So thank you so much. And they are actually Celtic themselves. So, <laughs> so, so yeah. But they said the same thing. So yes. <laughs> I love that you said you work with uh, the ceramics, the earth and plants. That leads me to you have a special project coming up. Tell us a little bit about that. The first one, though, that's coming up actually is, Feb- is February, right? In time is it February? In bowl. Okay. Yeah, for Imbol, I'm going to be releasing finally my first card. I've released like um, a coloring page for a couple of cards, um, the line drawing, but this is going to be um, for the actual card set. I'm working on my own tarot card set. So and exciting! I'm, oh. I'm really excited about it. And it's uh, Art Nouveau inspired um, botanical, like the old botanical. Oh, the, we love that. That's so up my alley. Yes. <laughs> and so each card is going to be a different plant or flower, but I'm going to add a little imagery in the background so that more traditional tarot card readers can still see it and recognize, oh, this is going to, this is this card. This is what this card is about. So um, the first card is finally in because I've been taking forever. Um, we'll be done <laughs> and I'll be having a print of it um, released for Imbol. It's actually going to be the Fool card, which if you know Tarot, the Fool card is the first card in the Major Arcana. And mm-hmm. it's about leap of faith and new beginnings and starting something brand new. And so I figured that that was absolutely perfect for Imbol, right? Yes, the beginning, beginning, right? Definitely, yes. Right? So, warmer um, months to come. Right. (laughs) And so, I'm going to be having that out. And um, it's uh, the card is actually of a white rose because um, in the Rider Waite Smith deck, which is what most people are familiar with or learn from at the beginning, Mm -hmm. the fool holds a white rose to represent divine love and divine guidance. So that even as you see the jester about to go off of a cliff, um, it actually is showing that there's protection and there's that love that's guiding them. So I made sure I used the white rose, but I have in the background the cliff and I used a lot of, I've made choices based on the colors to represent the different elements that are there, plus the elements of the card. Um, I actually teach tarot as well as read tarot. So I did a, I've done a pretty deep dive on the imagery. So I really tried to tie that all together. Yes. I love love how there's so many elements and connections that that's those are the things that always excite me when there's so much thought of each little detail. It's definitely art. It's 
I, I hope to make some money from it, but this is a real labor of love. And mm-hmm. um, ultimately, it's really a spiritual journey for myself as well. I'm kind of a bit of a collector of tarot cards, so I need something to add to my collection. Gigi mm-hmm. came and visited, oh. and I was like, do you want this deck? Take it with you. Go. <laughs> Got my first gifted deck, so now I can um, invest into your deck once it's released. So <laughs> it, it might take a few years, but, you know, but, you're welcome hey, to get I'm the excited. print when it's available. I love that. Well, I will definitely order it. I will pre-order it right now. Yes. <laughs> awesome. You don't care how many years it's going to take. <laughs> awesome. Oh, man. Very Awesome. And then then, what else do you have coming up? You said there was another thing. Yeah. So I'm going to um, have a a new online shop that'll be up in the next couple of weeks. And my next big sort of shop update with new items is going to be in March. It's going to coincide with Ostara. And also there's another market that I'm working with called Magic Market um, under the person Samantha from Smith & Stone. She and I are partners together on this, and we're really trying to create a magic, magical community that gives back, but it's a market event where people can come, of course, support fellow artists, um, learn. We normally in our events also have a talk, talk about something about the craft, or we might talk about something sort of craft adjacent. We're looking um, at some point in the future to have someone to talk about natural dyes or another person possibly about rock hounding so how you Uh could go out and and safely do that and as a part of it too we always do fundraising to give back and we're looking at making subscription boxes though because that event is really local but we want other people from all over to be able to participate in some way and we're looking at subscription boxes do the subscription boxes because i love those things and the fact that you'll be able to connect with people all over with those that's going to yeah. be so special and we're in all the profits are going to go to a different charity so this time um i don't we haven't fully decided um this one i think what we're doing is actually something a more national uh, charity that has to do with uh, planting trees um but oh, it's nice. not a given 100 mm-hmm. we're still yeah, yeah. finalizing that but yeah, so all the profits will be going to that. And we're actually going to have a giveaway for one of the boxes as well. And that's um that's important because it's so hard. There's so many subscription boxes nowadays, mm-hmm. and I never know which one is a good one that I want to support. So finding someone like you or other small businesses that are actually giving back to different communities, that mm-hmm. means so much. So I'm, I'm take my money. Yeah, yes. we're actually looking at eventually, hopefully, um, Magic Market might even become a nonprofit because we're trying oh, to keep the prices mm-hmm. for the vendors who come and vend that we keep the prices really, really low. We aren't making any money from these events beyond what we ourselves sell. And it's truly a community. It's yeah. true. It's really about creating a community for both the vendors as well as the people who come and visit and learn. So it's just a place for us all to be together and elevate one another, right? Um, oh, yes, yeah. definitely. That's really what it's about is how to elevate each other because it doesn't have to all be about competition all the time. There's no. room for all of us, right? 
Exactly. And that's why we've been so excited about um, sharing different businesses that we've come across in the past year uh, on our Instagram and whatnot and through our voices on our podcast like yours. We love finding small businesses, especially female run businesses and communities to be a part of. like, thank you so much for being a part of our special one-year anniversary. We also have yes, other you. amazing small businesses and female-run um, businesses, such as the Silky's Cottage and Elizabeth for the Medicinal Melange and Miranda from Coven oh, yes. um, in Cleveland. It's, so we just, we love that we have all these different communities coming together from different areas and different um, things that inspire them and, and give them that energy. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So yeah, thank you definitely. so much for, for doing that and for being a part of this with us as well. Oh, no, thank you. I love it. And I love listening to you guys. Now, since you are on our, our, our little bit of a, a parting gift, um, since you are on the podcast for Baba Yaga, uh-huh. I would like to ask, what is one quality of Baba Yaga that you really respect. She's, she's a, she's a toughie. She's a, she's a tough no, lady. I love her. Well, I do, <laughs> I do too. I, I think one, for one, you have to kind of look back a bit of where she came from. Mm-hmm. You know, she reminds me a lot of mother trees. Have you heard about that? Like, no. no. Okay, so in um, there's a great documentary and a great book called The Secret Life of Trees. The documentary short if you want to mm-hmm. do a small dive, mm-hmm. book as long if you want to do a deep dot dive. <laughs> and there are th- there are trees that they call mother trees, and obviously um, most trees, except for a few really ancient species, most trees are actually non-binary. They just call this uh, tree mother tree because it's kind of the closest thing to what a mother is like in the plant world in a way, I guess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So besides being the parent to all the babies that are around there, they also make decisions at all times of who actually lives and who dies. Oh, okay. Even amongst their own children, all with the idea that in the end of how to keep the forest healthy. Mm. Right. And how to keep it strong, how to keep the DNA strong going forward. And in our eyes, when we think of that in particular with other human beings, it gets really, that sounds so cruel, doesn't it? It does sound cruel, but it's, (laughs) yeah. In a way, true. Necessary, though. mm -hmm, Yeah. mm -hmm. And, and I think what it is is that her, her, what she teaches us is still valuable. Maybe not like let's go choose if our kid that we don't like him that we go and let him leave him to the yeah. elements anymore, <laughs> which is what people used to do, right? When yes. she was, when she Put was him in a first basket around, on the river, exactly right. <laughs> but sometimes we have to make those hard decisions in our life that we don't like that hurts us that hurts other people mm-hmm. but ultimately it's it's necessary and there's a certain amount of mercy you to be able to be that person who can make those choices for other people who in particular for other people who can't you are performing a service you're you're being actually merciful to those people mm-hmm. to be the one who who can recognize that their pet, that it's their time for mm-hmm. them 
to to move on and Mm -hmm. to be able to take that pet and go to the vet with the other partner being unable to do anything. Mm-hmm. And it's not because yeah. the person who's doing that is necessarily uncaring or unfeeling or less caring. It's just that you recognize what you need to do. Yes. And it's a hard thing to do when you are that person. Exactly. She and makes so, you face the, the shadow side of it, of the situation. Mm-hmm. She does. But, but also the, the necessity of it, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. To yeah. be that, um, that guide almost for them too. And that, that strength. So they know that it's okay as well yeah. because you're there with them and they're not alone. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so as, as I said that, um, the Morgan is my, my girl, I guess you could mm-hmm. say, <laughs> but I see a lot of similarities between the two. And that's what, um, that's why, I mean, ultimately she found me. It was for that same thing because, I, I've I've had to make a lot of very hard decisions that other people might have been lucky enough to never have to do, and yeah. you know, not that I'm I'm happy, about it, but at the same time, I I can recognize how that's still being of service, right? Yes, to my family, to my friends, to myself, mm-hmm. and so that's kind of where she is she's she she makes you you if you go to her she's giving you the unvarnished truth that's yes that's a perfect way i love that you just get a clap for that that was perfectly said thank you so much for being a part of this episode with us Oh, you're very welcome. And thank you for having me. (laughs) Of course. So we will put it in the show notes, but where can our followers find you? What's your website, Instagram, all that good stuff? Yeah. So my uh, Instagram is my name, Juliet A for my middle name, Kurth. So, um, and my website is julietacurthstudios.com. The easiest way to reach me is really to find me on Instagram right now mm-hmm. and uh, direct message me or comment, whatever. It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, and I'm also on Facebook, Juliet A. Kurth Studios. And by the end of this year, I'll be on something like TikTok or whatever. But, you know, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. I keep, we'll see. Yeah. I keep saying that, too. Um. <laughs> I keep hoping it goes away. I'm like, <laughs> just let it go away. I know. I know. Uh, right. Well, Gigi, if you're supposed to be on it, too, I'll poke you and go, have you been on there? And you can put me in. Oh, another. yes. Yes. We'll, we'll another try month to, yeah, not please. on it yet. We'll, okay, we'll, Give we'll me a try couple to get months. each other. <laughs> I love it. Oh my God. All right, Julia. Thank you so much. We really thank appreciate you. Thank you so much. Wow. That was an amazing interview. Thank you so much, Juliet, for joining us on this episode and for telling us a little bit about you and being a part of our giveaway. Yes. Now let's get going with a little bit more about Baba Yaga. Okay. So some correspondences that are associated with her. Her feast day is January 20th. Her colors are black, red, and white. Her symbols are the mortar and pestle, a corn sheaf, and broom. Her sacred animals are snakes and cats. I would also think a chicken. You know, I mean, her house. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? And goddesses associated with her are Kali, Perchka, and St. Paraskeva of the Balkans. 
the oracle card um, for this amazing goddess, the goddess oracle by Amy Sophia Maraschinsky. The meaning of the card is the wild woman. Baba Yaga flies into your life and her mortar to help you nurture wholeness by getting in touch with your wild woman. It is time to reconnect with the natural, the primal, the instinctual. It is time to shake out your hair, your body, and shake up your life. Have you banished your wild woman to the dungeon? Have you chained her, muzzled her, caged her, lest people find out you are not nice, neat, or clean? Free her. You need her. That wild woman is part of your joy, part of your vitality, part of your creativity. She is you, and you need every part of yourself in order to dance wholeness. Baba Yaga says it is the most important thing for you to learn to integrate your wild woman because an unintegrated wild woman creates self-destructive behavior. The wildness is there and needs to be expressed. It is your choice whether to express it creatively or destructively. That's so true. Well, everybody in closing, as she lives outside of the norms of society and always by her own rules, she has come to embody the concept of feminine power and emancipation in the modern age. Not only is Baba Yaga a goddess, she is also recognized as the great teacher. She tests everyone who comes to see her and offers her service and advice at a price. She never minces her words, preferring honesty to any sort of politeness or civility. She doesn't allow protagonists to ever delude themselves and teaching that no conflict is easy to reconcile, that there are no easy paths. Baba Yaga teaches all of her readers that even though life can seem unjustly cruel and harsh, there is always something to be gained from loss and pain. She teaches women to embrace their inner wild woman and to adhere to their own set of beliefs. She shares with them the secret that they are in control of writing their own story and that they move the plot of their lives. She teaches us all to be careful what we wish for and to use our cleverness and our wit to to survive. So everyone who meets Baba Yaga is reborn with new wisdom. say you need to ship james off to baba yaga's house (laughs) just do it he'll come back being so good and not wanting to ever eat chicken and just being happy (laughs) he's just a (laughs) three-nager oh this was such a fun goddess as you can tell by how much i put in there i there was so much and i actually at one point wanted to just read the entire story of vasalisa the beautiful um from the book the women who run with wolves because it's so good and yeah. just yeah if that book i'm gonna have to get that for you hey so maybe we'll have to do I a part two there's a lot of stuff we could have added in Jeez. <laughs> oh much because i didn't even touch on the different blogs and pages that i found about her as a goddess that people that mm-hmm. actually you know kind of work with her her elements things like that so this is just her mythology essentially wow so yeah so much so much um next episode is gonna be our anniversary episode i'm so excited so awesome yes so where can everyone find us well of course you can find us at goddess chat leos on instagram go check us out Woo! we like to post pretty pictures and share cool memes and information and sometimes we even 
you know, share about other businesses and events that you can attend. And, you know, just it's a lot of fun stuff. So check us out on Instagram if you haven't already. You can also find us by emailing us if you want to talk to us directly at goddesschat at yahoo.com. And of course, please go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor Podcasts, whichever one you listen to us. If there's a way to rate and review, please do it so that we can get out there and reach more audiences. And also talk about us. Word of mouth, please. It's priceless. It helps us, you know, spread the wealth of knowledge that we're trying to share with you all. I'm trying not to drag and breathe into the microphone, but that was cute. You were so excited. (laughs) I love it. Oh my goodness. I love you. I love you. Thank you so much. And Gigi runs the um, Instagram page and she's so good at it. So go give her some love. And And Nicole is our uh, researcher and writer and just the amazing over like in and out all together amazing I goddess that runs this show copy and paste that's it <laughs> <laughs> i just copy and paste you would think i would know how to say some of the names but i don't apparently so hey we that, try that will always be our endearing quality so mm, you're trying thank you everyone that listened we love you have an thank awesome you. day have bye. a great day bye Mwah.